We Talk Fantasy is back. The Godzilla Media Fantasy Football Podcast. We are getting closer and closer to Thanksgiving. Your teams, your takes are getting more tasty than ever before. The race to the postseason is officially here. Before we talk about the world of fantasy football, let's talk about Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Route 50, the shops of Wilt. We mentioned November. We mentioned the holiday season. We are approaching Black Friday where there's going to be some great deals going on at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Maybe you're ready to pop the question. Maybe you're ready for the engagement this holiday season. Save some cash for yourself and buy the ring. She'll continue to get compliments on for years to come. It is Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Shout out to Alyssa. Shout out to David and everybody over there who continues to help people across upstate New York like me, family-owned and operated business. If you're looking to support that this holiday season, the best place to do it is Lily and David Fine Jewelers, Route 50, the shops of Wilton. When you stop in, tell me you heard about it from We Talk Fantasy. Brag about your fantasy football teams with them. You probably can't do that to your fiance soon to be, maybe your wife, but you can do it to a listen, David. They will listen to you. You can buy some great jewelry this holiday season. It's Lily and David Fine Jewelers. All right, guys, we have the WTF moment. We have the headlines. We're going to keep this a quick one, a 30-minute in and out. Let's do this instead. We're going to pass over the WTF. If you want to combine it for your headline of the week, we can do that. But when we look back at week 10 of the fantasy football world, Chet, I will start with you where you – for our visual audience, you've got the Cliff Kingsbury, as I call it, background here. It's not your home. Sorry, spoiler alert. What jumps out to you at week 10? It's actually going on the market soon. So you guys, oh, is it? Uh, if you guys would like to move into my humble abode, um, I don't think I'm going to be staying here very long because um, they're a dumpster fire. Uh, Do you know so any real estate agents they can call, by the way? If you know, I know a few. Um, you know, just sign into my DMs and I will uh, be sure to take care of you. Ow, ow. Ooh. Uh, wait, so we're we doing what? Our WTF moments right now? Yeah, yeah. Either WTF or headline. If you want to combine both, you can wherever you'd like to go with this. Uh, see, this one I think relates to real football and fantasy football. And I think I'm going to tell Kyle to um, take off the headset. Um, it's 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 Josh Allen and the Bills right now. Um, the numbers are jarring. Um, obviously, they lost a game that was super exciting. They shouldn't have lost. They had that game won multiple times. Um, but for Josh Allen, uh, you know, the guy that was the king of fantasy for the first half of the season, um, hands down QB one in fantasy football, consistent, putting up huge numbers. The numbers aren't terrible anymore, but um, it's the points that are left on the field and, and, and the negative points. And so uh, there's a lot of stats that, that back this up that definitely had me you know, grabbing my attention. I think the biggest one is that Josh Allen leads the NFL in interceptions this year. Wow. Total turnovers. This goes to this, Kyle. Uh, Josh Allen has the most turnovers by any player since 2020. More than Matt Ryan, more than Derek Carr, more than Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, a lot more than Carson Wentz. And I'm just like, I I know there's been a lot this year. How many fumbles, Kyle? Three? Three or four? He's got six lost fumbles or just six fumbles? 18 turnovers. 16 of them were caused by Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, so, just, I mean, just do the math on those points. I mean, if you just, you know, half of those, most leagues, what a turnover is negative two. Um, and not only, I, I think that the other huge knock right now for Allen and, and the people that are on that Bills offense, looking at, you know, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, a lot of these turnovers are happening in the red zone. So not only is it a negative two for Allen, but you're talking about a massive swing uh, when you talk about losing 
uh, potential touchdowns for himself and for the surrounding cast. So, uh, Kyle, I guess going into your WTF moment, but tossing a question to you. Uh, part one of the question, where was your confidence in this team after um, – I almost said some really bad words – after they beat up the L.A. Rams versus how you feel right now? Um, obviously, after the Rams game, the confidence was probably like, yeah, this is Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, period, end of story. Ten out of ten. What's that? Ten out of ten. One hundred percent. Ironically, the confidence level is is a nine. And the main reason I say that, Josh Allen – is not going to continue to turn over the ball at this rate. And the and the thing that I go back to is last year, think, look at look where the Bills were last year, seven and six, three weeks ahead. They're seven and six at this point. Every single person in the NFL is questioning what's wrong with the Bills, what are they doing, and yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden they come out in week 14 and just become that absolute juggernaut um, that everyone's like, okay, the Bills are here. Um, I don't anticipate the Bills keeping up this turnover rate. Um Two and a half turnovers a game is obviously literally the only thing right now that hurts the Bills. The injuries, injuries the, yeah. the uh, inconsistencies, everything else has been able to be managed. The only thing they can't manage is the turnovers. And you hit the nail on the head where the turnovers in the red zone are what. Did he have like a streak of like his first three years he did not throw a red zone interception? Yep, you literally took stole the words right out of my mouth. An unreal, an unreal streak. I think he fell short of setting the NFL record because he ended up turning it over one other time. But um, is this yeah. the Brian, is this the Brian Dable effect? Um, the lack thereof. No, I just think it's some there's there's mental mental going on with Josh because the plays are actually working. If you look at a lot of the stuff that Josh Allen has set up by Ken Dorsey, um, there are people open. It is Josh Allen being really aggressive now that. Just looking at that last Vikings play, guess what? Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis was open. Yeah. It was underthrown, yeah. and I think Through when you look at, yeah. I think when you look at the fantasy perspective, you're 100 percent right with um, the, the some of the concerns with Josh Allen. I mean, but don't I don't think there's any panic in terms of what you do with any of those players. Um, it will get fixed. It is week. We're in week uh, 11. There's still six weeks left of fantasy football season. Everything's gonna be fine. I really, I really don't think it's going to be that, that critical. It's, it's that crappy stretch that you have. I'm picturing, I'm picturing the gift right now with the dog. Everything's on, fine. Is on fire, wearing a Bills jersey, drinking his Josh Allen mug. Everything's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I also, by the way, maybe before you go on, I, I caught that what you just did there. In my mind, I think there's four weeks left. The confidence ah. level of you, I, I do like that. That was noted. His math is not off. He's like a head coach in the NFL. He knows where his teams want to go to the championship. Yep. I love it. I love it. Um, my WTF moments, Justin Fields. Just period. Ooh. I'm just going to just leave it there. Also, I actually kind of have two. Um, my number one is Justin Fields. I mean, if you listen to us two two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Probably and you got – It's probably been a five weeks now. And you got Justin Fields – Good job. Yeah. Real, great job. He is going to finish probably in the top three of quarterbacks um, in more than likely QB one over since he popped off uh, five weeks ago. Um, Can we pause right there? Both of yeah. you. Who are the quarterbacks you would have rest of season above Justin Fields? If there was, you can have any quarterback you want for your playoff team. Who are you putting ahead of Justin Fields right now? Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are my only two. And the only reason I say that is because 
it's possible to stop Justin Fields. Nobody's done it yet. You just have to look at how do you stop Lamar Jackson? Because they're very identical. Very, very, very identical. You just have to put that same game plan, and it's possible. It is 110% possible. So I would take Josh, Josh Allen and Patty over Fields right now. What about you guys? I would agree. There's a third one. I'm going to keep Ooh. close to the vest because it's a part of my take. So three. And you'll hear the other one here in a second. <laughs> I, Kyle, I think I do agree with you. Um, another point to be made about, about Josh Allen, we bring it up every year. Um, it, 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 I wouldn't say stay away from a great offense in Buffalo, but what are we seeing this Sunday? A blizzard. Feats of snow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Multiple feats of snow will be up. And again, you know, if you invested heavily in Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, the Times Gabe Davis, you're, you're feeling really good about that decision. But then when it's crunch time, playoff time, it gets cold. It's winter. You know, winter arrives early in Western New York. And so, um, but Justin Fields is going to deal with the same shit, right? You know, like it's cold in um, Chicago. It gets that field gets gross. Um, Oh, I know, guys. I think guys is going to say Jalen Hurts. It just it just like popped in my head a little bit. I'm not going to – if you want to keep it for one more second. I agree with you, Kyle, though. I think I still would lean um, – I trust Patrick Mahomes more. He's got the longer resume. I know he can do it. Um, he's looking really good. Um, Justin Fields, though, I think I saw something. Isn't he a top five rusher this year? I think um, he's number five in rushing – total rushing yards for the that's, NFL. That's bizarre. Um, no, it's it's – Makes no sense, but that's just he's sorry, he's number six. Yeah. Saquon, Derrick Henry, Chubb, Jacobs, Pierce, and then Justin Fields. Um, it's been unbelievable. So yeah, if you got him on your waiver wire a month, it's been one of the best months of football mm-hmm. and we've seen in a very, very long time. And then the the last thing I'll add is welcome to the show, TJ Hawkinson. Congratulations, you have a quarterback. Um, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, you look at what he did seven for ten for 45 yards, 10 targets. After and think about the game that Justin Jefferson just had an elite, possibly one of the best wide receiver performances in NFL history. One of the up there in in terms of there was a stupid stat that Justin Jefferson's catch percentage was not eight out of his nine catches were under a 50% catch probability. And then the one hander, which was unreal, but I really have a strong feeling. And this is a little bit of a hot take um, that TJ Hawkinson will finish as tight end two this year. Just behind Kelsey. Yep, the only one that's going to be behind is Kelsey. He's currently tight end four. Um, I don't think it'll be that hard, just because with Andrews falling behind injured, uh, Ertz is now injured for the year. Waller hasn't played all year. Who is 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 Andrews tight end two? That'd be my guy. He hasn't played in what, uh, basically two games. Taysom Hill's floating around somewhere. Oh, right? Gosh. <laughs> we can yeah. finally end that experiment, right? Yeah, uh, Andrews is too, and I definitely totally forgot that Andrews has been hurt this whole time. So that yeah. that doesn't. Well, he's, he's only good. missed. I believe he's missed one full game, and like ninety five percent of another. And gimped through the others. Yeah, um, so he's a guy that's potentially coming back. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. It's, it's the tight end position's been bizarre. Guys have looked really good and then put up goose eggs. Um, yeah. Looking at you, Cole Komet. Cole Komet's come alive. I mean, Tyler Higby had a goose egg the other week out of nowhere mm-hmm. after having a similar 10 targets consistent stat line to nothing. I don't know. These tight positions tough. 
it's like the old school pie graph where you had a circle chat ray ray had a circle and mine's kind of like in between with the percentages i'll start with ray ray's takes first but to the justin fields thing it's amazing how obvious it is now but nobody says it that justin fields is better than trevor lawrence right now wait i don't know why no one just says it like i did, did i miss the espn or nfl network analyst who said justin fields is better than trevor lawrence it's so obvious, but nobody's like, oh, yeah, that's like nobody wants to say it. But maybe that's a take for another non-fantasy discussion. But uh, and also back to the Hawkinson thing, Justin Jefferson, let's all feel old, is the modern day Moss for young NFL fans. Mm. Same team, same plays, same stats, taking yeah. over a game. All you know, kids are probably doing the Justin Jefferson now and all that stuff uh, to check your question about Allen in the future, in the Vikings and everything else, and to the quarterbacks. The one I was going to add is Dak Prescott. And I'm in love with the rest of Dak Prescott's season because it's a perfect mix of backup running back. C.D. Lamb, even though his numbers have been good, they can get better. He's got something to prove. That's always fun. And you've got a matchup coming up here later on in the season. You've got the Giants defense that's been really good. they got the Vikings this week. Then when it matters the most for you as a fantasy manager, Colts – Texans, Jaguars, Eagles at home, and you week 17, if you get that far to a championship, you get the Titans. That is a beautiful stretch if Dallas is contending for a top dog. So uh, I kind of combine that with, if you look at the East divisions, think about this. We have eight teams, 25% of the NFL, AFC East, NFC East, are fighting for playoff spots, and it's a really easy take now to say they could all make it but only two quarterbacks i trust in fantasy i think about that you have eight teams fighting for playoff spots and divisions first to last and all i trust is dak and tua look i get josh allen's there but you guys both made great points turnovers and weather is going to play a factor here for the next six to eight weeks tua by week here but eventually we just have to say like okay this is real like if we played real in Mirage, the two of stuff's real. We can't deny it anymore. So the thing that we're sitting here in mid-November that we believe in Dak Prescott and Tua to potentially lead you to a championship, it is all real involving those quarterbacks for the rest of the go. I would have called you crazy. You know, the Dak one, you know, uh, he's, he's proved it before. But to be sitting here and looking at, I think, the top uh, two scorers the last month of fantasy has been Tua and Justin Fields. And it's just like... And that's why we play the game, right? Is uh, you can do all the research in the world, and uh, you know, the first month of the season, you never would have guessed that those are the two guys that are, you know, uh, winning leagues right now and, and pushing people into the playoffs. It's just, yeah, it, it's absolutely, absolutely wild. All right, so we've got waiver wire coming up. I kind of have with four weeks left to go in fantasy. I want you guys to think about this before we talk about our friends over at Mohawk Honda. A strategy you guys are willing to share oh. how you're going to handle the last four weeks of the regular season, whether that's roster adjustments, whether that's a trade, whether that's something you're willing to share here that people are going to take away from this episode in November, whether it's staying away from people on short weeks with Thanksgiving's coming up. Sure. Let's guys think about that. But before we get your answers, I want to talk about Mohawk Honda. We are there tomorrow. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday, Thursday, November 17th, we are live guys in the media for Mohawk Honda. It is not too late to get yourself a new ride, a new vehicle at the end of 2022. Mohawk Honda wants to help you find the ride, whether it's the pilot, whether it's the passport, whatever it might be. Still, 
probably in about six weeks, I'll be done saying it, the supply chain and how weird it is. But 2023s are on the way, and this is the best time to do it when you've got Mohawk Honda on your side. I know I'm looking right outside of the pilot now covered in snow. That used to not be snow out there. It's helping me get ready for those road trips on the way, especially this holiday season. And if you've got new additions coming to your family, whether it's that baby on the way, maybe you've got your in-laws, you didn't realize you needed to drive around this holiday season. You've got room. Mohawk Honda, shout out to Greg Johnson, Lindsay Harrington, Nick and Nate on social media, always crushing it. Make sure to check out their selection. It's Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of the way to please you. Uh, while you guys think, I kind of want to jump the gun, as usual. Guy says, no etiquette sometimes when he gets excited about a topic. Dude, I'm do going any of first. us have etiquette? <laughs> uh, this is one of the biggest things that hurt a younger version of me in fantasy football. This is probably more of a life thing now that I think about it. It's like, I feel like I'm th going to therapy now of fantasy football helping me walk through. I get very stubborn when this goes to like preseason picks in football. This goes for like predictions. If a player has been good for eight to nine weeks of the season, there is a stubbornness of me that says, you know what? He's been good for eight weeks. I got to keep him in the lineup. Like, he's been good all season. He's been consistent. And that's all you want in fantasy is consistency. You got to keep him in the lineup. But I kind of teased Taysom Hill there. Don't do that. Like, you've got one week. Matthew Barry, I will give him love on this. This is one of the biggest things I changed about fantasy football. Fantasy football is not, I used to hear it's a sprint. Uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's not true. It is a weekly sprint. Your goal is to have the best team out there every single week. The best advice I can offer to fantasy football managers is what I just said. If you've had a player like a Taysom Hill, Devonta Foreman's maybe in that mix too, like a certain guy who's been good for like a period that you feel like has helped you win games, you can't do that. Put your best lineup out every single week. Do not be stubborn. That is my best advice. I say that now, and I guarantee you on Sunday, Taysom Hill will be in my lineup and post a donut. But I am <laughs> saying this out loud. I will play this back to myself on Sunday. My best advice, do not be stubborn. Put the best lineup out every single week. I think the other example would be Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yes. It's over. He's actually, in my opinion, he's very cuttable. Like, based on what your waiver wire looks like, you know, don't just cut him just because you're annoyed. Because he's now he's still an injury away to Pacheco or McKinnon to maybe regaining some relevance in that offense. But yeah, just because he scored touchdowns in the first month of the season doesn't mean like he's not playing anymore. So yeah, it's I I always get annoyed in on this podcast and in group chats with you guys about us being too reactive. So don't overreact to one bad week from a guy who's been really good for the whole season. But if you're seeing a tr a trend is different. If, it, if a guy's trending down, you cannot just put blinders on to recent performance. You need to be able to trust a guy to go out and deliver the big games. Agreed. Who wants the next one? Who's got a strategy of the uh, world to share, especially for our Dynasty League members who might now be fast-forwarding through the episode of this part? So I'll, I'll kind of share one of mine. I think it's, it should be a common one, but it's something that a lot of people kind of forget. Um, a lot of these – fantasy apps now have the ability for people to go through and see what their playoff percentages and see, Hey, am I about to make the playoffs? Well, if you see yourselves in that 85, 80, 80% range, I'd say right now, now is the time to start looking four weeks ahead and not just next week, look four weeks. So I've already started doing this in one of my league humble flex. Um, I'm nine and zero in the one in our, in our dynasty league. 
and I have started no, you're looking. not, Kyle. It's week 11. 10 and 0? 10? Whatever. Even better. <laughs> Even better. Um, sorry, I literally woke up 30 minutes ago. Um, but uh, you are at this point now. Start looking ahead. Um, I'm already looking at who on my roster to, to Gazan Chetpoint has, has been meh. So I had Sky Moore in a dynasty league. I got rid of him because I looked at my roster. I said, I have some of my keyboard players, but he hasn't done anything. And I've already put a, another defense on my bench. So last week I went and added the Jets defense. And you're sitting there going, so you ran with two defenses? Yeah, I ran with two defenses because now I have a legit uh, non-streamable defense that's going to sit there because they were on by last week. And I have a four-week playoff run defense where I need to, I'm looking at one week of them that I'm going to have to take a peek at. That's week 14 against Buffalo. So this is where you look at now that you are in playoff mode and that you're saying, hey, I have a really good shot at making playoff. I have a two-game two, uh, lead against my um, peers in the division. Start looking ahead and start seeing where can you take an advantageous matchup in those playoff weeks so that you can be prepared and be um, one step ahead of everybody else. I, I, I love that, Kyle, um, especially because you know usually those top defenses – people hold on to you know this year it's been buffalo philadelphia uh i think tampa is probably in that mix as well it's just like you know i'm i'm keeping that no matter the matchup they're staying as my defense however teams uh mid-season tend to drop those teams on bye weeks you know they don't think about i'm just gonna drop if you pay attention to that this is the time to see all right who's been dropping a good defense who might have a really easy – and it's funny, I, you know, I've been scouring that for weeks. Nothing really jumps out in terms of this defense has a cakewalk. The only one that I can remember is Philadelphia, and I don't think anybody's going to be dropping the Eagles defense, even though they had a subpar performance on uh, – what's today, Tuesday or Wednesday? That was on Monday <laughs> that they had the, uh, the subpar performance, and I think they have a pretty easy uh, final stretch. But everybody else has like one – nice game and two tough games or three average, you know, it's nothing that's like slam dunk. Cause I don't think there's that many terrible offenses right now. The Colts, I, I feel good about playing against them. Here's a trivia question for you guys. Who's the worst fantasy offense right now? So I guess the way to put it, which offense allows the greatest defense week in and week out scoring. Maybe it's a recency bias. Are the Saints up there? I know Kamara had probably one up there, big game. Not, yeah. not, it's not number 32. Why do I feel like it's New England? Nope. It's the LA Rams. Woo! Oh. How shocking. And I still run away from having to face Sean McVay. But, again, if we talk about, you know, start reading the trends. It's a really bad offense that just lost Cooper Cup and doesn't have a healthy Matt Stafford. And, like, the defense will be like, who do the Rams play the next six weeks of the season? So, I think Kyle um, – couldn't agree more. Start planning ahead. I thought what Kyle was going to say is that maybe he had learned from last year. Now more than ever, if you are in that position where you're in the driver's seat, you're in cruise control, you're looking good, make sure you sure up your handcuffs. Because that one, you're one injury away from losing a key player, and if you don't have the handcuff and you don't have the waiver priority, rut row. You know, you could you could be uh, kicking yourself when it comes to playoff time. So I think um, if you didn't want to hold on to a guy who has very limited week in week out value during the middle of the season, as Kyle's probably going to check right now to see who he can add as a handcuff. Um, 
Uh, I think you, you you literally just reminded me that there's a new handcuff in uh, LA. Yeah, spill it. <laughs> Thank uh, you, chat. I just grabbed him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're welcome. Because, um, yeah, Kyle literally lost a playoff matchup without having Justin Jackson last year when Eckler went down. So now he ensures if Eckler gets hurt in the next three weeks, he's got the guy that's next in line. So I think that's a really smart play. Six to seven, by the way. That's the magic number here in mid-November. If you've got six or seven wins, you're in pretty good shape. That's either 12-team or 14-team leagues. If you're in a 10-team league, uh, you're going to be sweating it out. That's probably the most fun part about a smaller league is because these last four matchups really decide and points scored, all that stuff really matters too. All right, so we've given, strat- we've given strategies. We've given headlines. The waiver wire. Kyle, Ray Ray, do we got any players that people are bold enough to stick into that lineup this week? Yeah, there are actually a couple I think that you can look at sticking in. I think the the one person that you can actually look at and say, hey, I'm willing to take a shot at that. We kind of mentioned it earlier with the tight ends position. I think Cole Komet is worth an ad. Um, Justin Fields has shown that he is um, looking for Cole Komet every single game. Um, Obviously, he's had two awesome fantasy performances um, back-to-back weeks. Um, and he's just he's just a solid red zone play. Um, so love love the ad of Cole Komet. I definitely think he could be worth it, especially in an environment that tight ends are tough right now. Um, you can trust Justin Fields in terms of I'm going to look for Cole Komet. We talk a lot about tight ends getting targets, um, and that's a big one. Um, but I think Cole Komet could be somebody that you plug and play in your lineup. He's not owning a lot of leagues. He's usually around 40% in, in leagues out there. So um, Cole Komet might be worth an ad. Um, and then it's also worth a sprinkle on Terry McBride with the Zach Ertz injury. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't. But um, Kyler Murray slash Trace McSorley slash whoever the hell's in at quarterback. Colt McCoy, um, baby. Colt McCoy. I, I was thinking that. I don't know why I thought Colt was for the Rams for a second there. But um, but Terry McBride, he might have some value. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, I definitely think if you can uh, put a waiver claim in for uh, Cole Komet, that's number one. Um, I don't know if I'm willing, if you have like one of those top waiver priorities, like we were saying, I don't think it's worth the waste on Terry, Mc, on, um, not Terry, Trey McBride. Um, definitely. I think there's better value out there. Um, when you're looking at the running back position, there's two that stands out. One I'm expecting to be owned in a lot more leagues. Um, Rashad white. Um, I'm expecting Rashad to be owned in a lot more leagues um, that are competitive. Uh, right now he's around the 20 to 25% in most leagues. Um, but he showed that he's got burst. He's guys, you know, better than anybody. Um, Lard Nard Fat Net um, has uh, struggled a little bit. Can't run. Um, he, I think he took some offense to um, to uh, right White getting some touches last week because he looked better than he ever had. However, um, there's just a lot more speed. There's a lot more um, athleticism when Rashad White's in the backfield. I definitely wouldn't mind adding Rashad White from my um, waiver and almost as potentially stashing him for a little bit and seeing what happens in that backfield. Um, my second running back, Pacheco. Um, if you had, if Pacheco was still there, I would be using a waiver claim for Pacheco. Um, that backfield right now is a little bit of a mess, and he has some bursts. And the other thing that a lot of people kind of forget, Isaiah returns every single kickoff, and that dude has speed. You just need to get him one lane, and he's gone. You always have that ability to get six more points on a kickoff. Um, and he's seeing about 50 to 55% of the snaps week in and week out. Um, love the ad of Isaiah Pacheco too. Um, he could provide you a some solid depth slash starting capabilities um, going into the playoffs. The CEH continues to struggle. Um, I do expect Jarek McKinnon to still get a majority of the 
receiving targets. However, Pacheco just looks like the better runner in every every single facet of the game. And then last but not least, um, there's only one wide receiver that I'm kind of going to note on. People are probably going to hate me for not mentioning Nico Collins. So, sure, go grab Nico. I'm just not a fan of Davis Mills throwing the ball. I can never trust it. Um, ironically, Donovan Peoples-Jones has had a sneaky good year. Um, as a as a Michigan State fan who hates Michigan, um, the dude's put up some good numbers, and he has – whoa, what was that? Was yeah, that – Your voice just changed. That was weird. Um, and uh, DPJ has had just some consistent games, and he's showing that breakaway speed in a lot of different scenarios. And don't forget Deshaun Watson's about to come back. If, if Deshaun Watson can come back and shell of himself, obviously we know the value of Amari Cooper is going to skyrocket. But that wide receiver, too, is owned by Donovan Peoples-Jones. And he will be able to, to to win you some matchups in a flex option. You you lose a Keenan Allen. Say that say the Chargers um, put Keenan Allen on the shelf. You don't have a bad, a necessarily bad replacement in deep, in Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, he has that breakaway ability. He could get um, more targets with the extra attention that Amari Cooper might get if Deshaun Watson comes back and plays strong. Um, but I definitely don't hate the ad of DB, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones either. So kind of a loaded waiver wire this week. Um, lots of people that are out there. Um, so kind of pick and choose what you want to grab. Um, sometimes wait and see what clears through waivers because there are a lot, but um, try to shoot up some of your roster spots. And like we said earlier, um, look at some of these guys' matchups for weeks um, 15, 16, and 17. It, it could provide a ton of value for you. I'm surprised you didn't say Christian Watson. I think we mentioned him five weeks ago. Yeah, so you said enough's enough. <laughs> I've already said it once. I'm not saying it again. <laughs> We have not hit the point yet of, and people will remember certain names of like lower tier, and I say that as complimentary as I can, players that have impacts in the playoffs, like a Sam Congano will burn in my memory. There's a Titan running back that's been banned. We won't mention by Chet Davis's name that it will be uh-huh. burned in his memory. Deion Lewis helped me win a championship. We're not there yet. We're in that spot, that famous Conor McGregor press conference where he turns around and says, who the fuck is this guy? That's next <laughs> week in Thanksgiving. When you start looking with your family, like, how am I losing to this guy? Who is this guy that so-and-so start? That's next week. But we are approaching that part of the season with those players coming. An abbreviated version, I got to run. I know you guys are busy. Enjoy it. Thanksgiving is next week. Keep the stress level down. Playoffs are on the way. Boys, we'll talk again next week. See ya.